It's time to talk hockey with the guys in the know. It's the Panthers Insider Show, right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. For the Florida Panthers Radio Network Studios, my name is Chris Whittingham. I'm joined by the radio voice of the Florida Panthers, Doug Clayton. Let's take a look at the week that was and look ahead to the week that will be for your Florida Panthers. It was a profitable week for the Panthers. And before we get to what we're going to cover on today's show, I do want to give a special shout-out to my co-host this morning, Doug Plagans. He's doing hero's work. He is live from the Pacific Coast, from Los Angeles. It is 6 a.m. local time there, and you have still summoned the energy to be here with us this morning. Doug, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Good morning to everybody out there, and thanks for being with us today. And uh, again, it is quite early over here in the Pacific Time Zone. Panthers taking on the Los Angeles Kings this afternoon, but fitting that uh, that I guess I'm on the air early out here out west because it's an earlier game. The Panthers will hit the ice. It's going to be 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock local time out here in Los Angeles, but 4 o'clock Eastern, the Panthers will hit the ice against the LA Kings. You, of course, can follow that on Fox Sports Florida, and you can follow it right here on the Panthers radio network, so don't miss this one coming up this afternoon. Panthers looking to complete a two-game season series sweep of the Los Angeles Kings, so for Eastern Panthers in LA today and then for tomorrow night for the second end of the back-to-back it's down the 405 to Orange County the Panthers will take on the Anaheim Ducks that's going to be a nine o'clock Eastern time start tomorrow Tuesday the Panthers wrap up this four-game road trip at 8:30 Eastern against the Dallas Stars Panthers then back home for a two-game homestand Thursday at seven against the Arizona Coyotes Saturday at seven a week from tonight at 7 o'clock against the Boston Bruins at the BB&T Center, 954-835-PUCK, Panthers.com, Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. And a reminder, folks, that season tickets for next season for the 1920 campaign, they're on sale now. Season ticket holders receive exclusive benefits, including priority access to BB&T Center concerts, merchandise discounts in Pantherland, and more. To enter the territory, go to FloridaPanthers.com or call 954-835-PUCK. So the... Uh, Panthers taking on the L.A. Kings coming up this afternoon. Again, 4 o'clock Eastern time. Make sure that you uh, are ready to watch that one coming up this afternoon. The Panthers will look to make it four straight wins, as you alluded to, Chris. The Panthers have had a big week, and we're going to hear from uh, from Bob Bugner talking about it a little bit later on in this segment. Panthers head coach will get his thoughts not only on that last game against San Jose, but we'll get his thoughts on uh, the action coming up today against L.A. We'll hear from Alexander Barkov. Panthers captain. We'll hear from goaltender Sam Montembeau as well, who has uh, backstopped the Panthers to those last three victories. So we'll hear from him. Coming up later on, we'll get a cut from the uh, most recent episode of the Territory Talk podcast, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. And if you haven't heard it yet, floridapanthers.com slash territory talk iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite podcast, you can find the episodes of Territory Talk. And the most recent one, Jameson Olive and I sat down and chatted with Frank Vetrano, had a great, uh, great conversation with him. And we'll hear a cut from that coming up a little bit later on in the next segment and later on in the hour. Speaking of Jameson Olive from FloridaPanthers.com, he'll join us as well. That's going to be later on in the hour to help us preview not only today's matchup against L.A., but the uh, rest of of the road trip for the Panthers and uh, of course the Panthers with the two-game homestand coming up later in the week Thursday and Saturday.
Saturday at 7 against Arizona and Boston, respectively. But, Chris, we've got lots to cover here in this hour as the Panthers, uh, as you said, coming off a big week and uh, looking to keep things going here this afternoon. Yes, and uh, trying to keep up this chase for the final playoff positions as we enter the morning. The Panthers currently sitting on 74 points from 70 games, chasing the Columbus Blue Jackets, who hold that final playoff spot, beat Carolina last night. So they actually are both level at 83 points. So the Panthers with a back-to-back in Southern California against the two teams bottom of the Western Conference. Certainly an opportunity for the Florida Panthers to pick up at least three points maybe and try and continue on that chase for the final playoff positions. But let's go ahead and get to the week that was for the Florida Panthers. It was a profitable week, although it was a fairly light week in terms of the number of games played. Only two games and both of them victories. We'll start with the game at BB&T Center on Sunday as they took on the Detroit Red Wings and Josh Brown got things started early. Brown to the near side, Pesic up the boards, a bouncer into the near circle. It's Brower, heads down to the left wing corner, out to the high slot, a good pass, shot, score! Josh Brown, his first National Hockey League goal off a great setup from Troy Brower, and the Panthers take a 1-0 lead. And as Doug just mentioned there, a first NHL goal for Josh Brown gets things started. Brower on the assist along with Mark Pesic for the Panthers. And then three minutes later, the Panthers would embark on a power play. And this time, it'd be Jamie McGinn who would add to the Panthers' lead. Beckblad brings it up the near side, hands it back. Borgstrom across right side, Trocek at the right point. Borgstrom, center of the line, near side. One time, Reckblad rebounded front, they score! Jamie McGinn on the doorstep with the backhand. And the Panthers have a power play goal on a 2-0 lead. And a solid start for the Panthers. Ten minutes in, they'd be 2-0 up. They'd enter the first intermission with that 2-0 lead. And at the other side of the break, Frank Vetrano would make it 3-0. Around the end wall. This one picked up by Hoffman to the line. Ekblad long shot. Tip, they score! And the Panthers take a 3-0 lead. And in front of the net, it was Frank Vetrano. Looked like he got a stick on it. And the Panthers extend their lead to three goals. And that would not be Frank Vetrano's last goal of the week. More on that when we get to the game against San Jose. Thomas Vanek, four minutes later, would get one back for Detroit. So it would be a th- we'd have a 3-1 score entering the second intermission. But then the Panthers would come out firing at the start of the third. First on the power play from Jonathan Huberdeau. Near side, Huberdeau. Into the slot, Huberdeau hands it off. Dadenov looks across. Back door, and they score! Jonathan Huberdeau on the doorstep, and the Panthers get a power play goal, and they've made it 4-1. And the Panthers' second-ranked power play in the National Hockey League getting a pair of goals in this one, but they would not be done. 90 seconds later, we'd have another first goal scorer of the year. Yandel, far side, weaker, short pass. Here's Shea, up through center into the offensive end, far circle, Shea back in, in front, and they score! Dryden Hunt, his first National Hockey League goal, and the Panthers have taken a 5-1 lead. And what a night it was for the Florida Panthers getting a pair of players scoring their first ever NHL goal, this time Dryden Hunt from Shane and Weger. And Alexander Barkov, who you hear from later on here in the Panthers Insider Show, just make sure. Barkov, far corner, backhand in front, bounce to Dadenov. Dadenov, right point, a drive from Weger's block. Now over to the far corner, Huberto there. Huberto in front, Barkov, a shot, top shelf, he scores! And the Panthers have taken a 6-1 lead, and that's 30 on the year for Alexander Barkov. 
And this is a performance coming off a game in which Alexander Barkov had five assists. And so Alexander Barkov just making it an even better week. Huberto and Weger on the assist. Weger with a pair of assists on the evening. And Doug, uh, looking ahead to these games with Anaheim and the Los Angeles Kings, you'd really classify them as take care of business games, particularly in a playoff chase. And this was definitely that. Detroit second from bottom in the Eastern Conference, and the Panthers give them a right hammering. The Panthers just ran away with that one. Uh, 6-1 the final score and scoring from across the board. And that would be the theme when we went into the San Jose game as well. But you mentioned a couple of guys scoring their first National Hockey League goals. Huge congratulations to Josh Brown, Dryden Hunt. Certainly something they'll each remember for the uh, for the rest of their lives. And uh, that was just uh, part of the, the offensive outburst in that one was uh, Josh Brown and Dryden Hunt scoring their first goals in the National Hockey League. Frank Vetrano uh, continues uh, continues to find the score sheet often. And then, of course, Alexander Barkov, his first career 30-goal season as he uh, stays red hot lately. He's just been on uh, a heck of an individual run. So the uh, Panthers, like you said, Chris, they they came out in that game. They took a lead, and they just built on it and, uh, and never looked back. It was a great top-to-bottom win for the uh, for the Panthers in that one and Sam Montembeau was very sharp as well when called upon turned away 19 of 20 Detroit Red Wings shots in that game that was his uh, second NHL victory between the pipes so uh, can't forget about him even though there was the uh, the offensive outburst the six goals in that one Sam Montembeau especially early on when called upon made some big saves and really helped the uh, Panthers get that momentum going and they were able to ride that momentum throughout the game en route to a 6-1 to one victory and then it was uh, a few days between games as the Panthers made the trip way out west to California. Yes indeed the west coast road trip would start in San Jose it's a difficult place to play San Jose top of the western conference in terms of points going into this one so the Florida Panthers with an uphill battle against a very good home team a team that scores a lot of goals and score a goal they would to open this one Melker Carlson with his 12th of the year for San Jose to make it one nothing but four minutes later Jamie McGinn would tie the game up Loose in front of the net. Pavelski can't clear. Howerluck in the high slot. Gives to the far side. Long shot. Ekblad tipped on the way and they score. Jamie McGinn from right out in front. And the Panthers have tied the game at one. And the Panthers had to withstand a lot of pressure in that first period. And then it finally yields Jamie McGinn with his fourth of the year from Ekblad and Jace Howerluck. A second assist in as many games for Howerluck and assisting on the opening goal as well. But three minutes later, San Jose would be would be able to regain their lead. Kevin LeBanc with his 13th of the year from Justin Braun and Brendan Dillon. And after one period of play, it would be 2-1 to the San Jose Sharks. Then in the second period, we'd have a run of power play goals. But first it would be... Or, power plays for the Florida Panthers, but first it would be at even strength that the Panthers would tie the game up for a second time. In come the Panthers off the draw shot, and they score! Dryden Hunt from the high slot, and the Panthers have tied the game at two. A wrist shot from the high slot beats Martin Jones, and the Panthers have even the score early in the second. A first NHL goal on Sunday, a second NHL goal on Thursday, a second goal in as many games for Dryden Hunt from Brower and Shin. But the Panthers, despite going down a couple of times, would not look back from here. It would be a slew of power plays in the second period, one in which they were unable to score, a second double minor in which they're unable to score. But finally, last 90 seconds of the second period, Mike Hoffman would get that power play goal. Angles it out to the near point, Yandel across, hopping straight on a drive, and he scores a power play goal! And that was a rocket off the stick of Mike Hoffman, and the Panthers have their first lead of the night, it's 3-2. 
And Mike Hoffman's 32nd on the year as he continues his incredible season. Tied for 20th in the NHL in goals with Matthew Kachuk of Calgary and just 14 off the league lead. Mike Hoffman continues to have a fantastic season. And on the power play, the Panthers finally get their goal from Yandel and from Barkov heading into the third period with the lead. And again, you're looking at San Jose and you're going, this is a team that can score a lot of goals, can come back from a goal deficit. But the Panthers needed that fourth insurance goal and they get it from Frank Vitrano. Feed couldn't reach Sorensen. Now Hoffman in for the Panthers. Gets one back in front. Backhand shot. Then a goal and they score in front. Crashing the net in front was Frank Vitrano. And he got a stick on it as he was taken down to the ice. But he's able to sneak one past Martin Jones. And the Panthers have a multi-goal lead. Yeah, it looked almost as like it like it was an optical illusion. It went in and very quickly went out. But Vetrano gets his second in the week and his 22nd on the year. What a find for the Florida Panthers. Frank Vetrano getting that fourth goal, and that would be the final score. Florida winning in San Jose by four goals to two. And it really was, I don't want to say a surprising result, but definitely not one that you would expect. This is a top team in the Western Conference, now second uh, in the West behind Calgary, uh, who overtake them for 95 points. But what a result for the Florida Panthers in San Jose, Doug. And the Panthers uh, completed two-game season series sweep of San Jose. Remember, they had a 6-2 win over the Sharks at the BB&T Center back in late January. So a couple of wins against San Jose this season, outscoring the Sharks by a combined total of 10-4 to over those two games. Third period, they got that big insurance goal, as you mentioned, Chris, from Frank Vetrano, one the Panthers had to have in that game. And, of course, goals in back-to-back games for him. 21 of his 22 goals this season coming at even strength, which is very impressive as far as that total goes. And then uh, in the second period, you pointed to Dryden Hunt and uh, got that first NHL goal on Sunday, second goal in as many games. He's a guy who put up some monster numbers during his uh, junior hockey career, so he certainly has a, a scoring touch, and he showed it there early in that second period. Mike Hoffman with the eventual game-winning goal, his team-leading 32nd, his team-leading 15th power play goal of the season. The Panthers now with a power play goal, at least one power play goal in each of their last five games so the power play that's been so consistent all season long has been especially red hot as of late but that was an important power play goal for Mike Hoffman late in period number two to give the Panthers the uh, the lead that I guess would be their last lead they would never look back they added to it there in the third and they were able to uh, make that a 4-2 win in San Jose Jamie McGinn also scoring for the second straight game uh, in that game on Thursday in San Jose so contributions coming from across the board as the Panthers beat the Sharks by a 4-2 score and now we go into uh, hearing from Panthers head coach Bob Bugner first thing I asked him about was and this was after practice yesterday before the Panthers made the trip down to Los Angeles here's Panthers head coach Bob Bugner with some thoughts on Thursday's win at San Jose. You know, I think after the first 10 minutes, we, put, we played fast. We, 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 I think we dictated the pace and the tempo of the game, and it's something we talked about before the game is using our speed. Um, you know, they, they, they pin you in your end, and they, and they try and grind you down, and they got a lot of zone time, and they still did last night. I think the difference was 6.5 to like 340 or something. So, um, you know, you just got to be patient with that team, and I thought we were. I thought that we, uh, 
um, you know, started getting better as the game went on, and I thought that we just uh, took what the game gave us. We didn't try and force things, and uh, um, you know, and ultimately we uh, had some good special teams as well. And how happy were you with how Sam Montembeau responded in his first road start in the NHL? I know that was something that you were going to be looking at a lot last. Yeah, year. and I, you know, we talked about not an easy building, and you know, giving up that first one. Um, he just kept his composure, and uh, we needed him at the end for sure. He made some great saves, and uh, um, you know, that's a big step for him. I think that. Uh, Winning some home games, playing his first couple games in the league, coming on the road now, especially the West Coast swing and playing as well as he did in game one, it's uh, good to see for him. Defensively, what have you liked the most? Seems like you guys are really not allowing much in the way of odd man rushes, breakaways. There haven't been many of those against you lately. Yeah, that's been our that's been our identity, and that's uh, you know I think that the, the guys understand that. That's uh, half spare mentality, and uh, you know I think the chances were 10-7 for for uh, uh, San Jose last night. Um, so we didn't, you know, they don't give you a lot. Um, you got to capitalize and execute on your chances. But at the same point, we uh, we were pretty stingy as well, and it's been like that for the last uh, uh, four or five games. And it's the way we got to continue to play to have success. And you look at this game coming up here against LA. Obviously, Barkov Kopitar always a, a matchup that presents itself quite a bit. What stands out for you, not just with the matchup, but when those two guys are on matched up against each other? Yeah, it's always fun to watch. They're two big uh, two big horses that do uh, a lot of great things in similar games, and uh, um, so that'd be a good matchup. But obviously, uh, um, we beat them pretty handily last time, and anytime that happens, you know they're going to be. And, and they're all going to be ready. And, uh, um, you know, again, it's it's an afternoon game. It's a 1 o'clock start. It's something that we're not used to. So, um, you know, it's a team that I think starts on time and it has the best, uh, you know, you know, first period that's probably going to have success tomorrow. We don't want to be that team that you know, takes to the second or third period to finally wake up. So uh, we'll talk about that as, as we get into the game game time. But, uh, um, you know, we've we got to just concentrate on playing like we've been playing. And it's stingy D and it's, uh, you know, five guys defending hard and, and making the other team defend. And, uh, um, that's the game plan going in uh, there tomorrow and then the same thing Anaheim on Sunday. Panthers head coach Bob Bugner right there with some keys against the Los Angeles Kings for the game coming up today. It's going to be a 4 o'clock Eastern time start when the Panthers meet L.A. So a 1 o'clock local time start. And, of course, uh, that changes everybody's routine a little bit when you hit the ice for the 1 o'clock game uh, locally. But, uh, but the Panthers will be ready for this one, taking on an L.A. team that they do have one win against this season. So the Panthers and the Kings coming up 4 o'clock Eastern time today. You can catch it on the radio network. You can catch it on Fox Sports Florida. Lots of different ways to consume today's game. You don't want to miss it. More, though, as we preview this one, here is Panthers captain Alexander Barkov. He'll talk a little bit about, more about, uh, about this game coming up against L.A. But first, here he is on starting this road trip with that win in San Jose. Yeah, I mean, it's always nice to end the winning streaks and we played against a really good team and get a win from them. And I, I think we'll feel confident right now. We're, we're on a good roll and just need to keep playing. You talk about the, the confidence the, the group has right now, not giving up a ton of big scoring chances. It seems like you guys have really clamped down, not giving up many breakaways, odd man rushes. What's been the biggest key to that in your mind defensively? Oh, we just try to do everything what we've been told to and like playing our systems and try to spend as much time as possible in offensive zone and uh, obviously when when there's going to be some breaks they're going to get like chances we have money and then he's been good and so just try to play our systems and that's it. Looking at this game against LA, uh, a matchup obviously uh, I'd imagine you expect to be on the ice against uh, Andre Kopitar quite a bit. You, you like that matchup? You like playing against him? Uh, a lot of people like to, to compare the two of you. Yeah, it's, he's a good player. It's tough to play against him, and he's good defensively, and he's going to pay for your mistakes too. And, I mean, it's always 
exciting to play against those those type of guys like superstars and I mean it's uh, another challenge for me and not for us it's I mean it's, it's going to be a good game for us and we just need to play the same way we did against San Jose. And uh, in LA a team that you beat not too long ago can you draw anything back from that game in Sunrise against LA? Yeah I think we played overall a good game like our power play was good PK was good and 5 on 5 we played really good so we just need to do that same thing and play in their zone as much as possible and put box to the net and go there just like we did yesterday. And the last thing, a uh, one o'clock game. Anything different you do for a, for a one o'clock game? There's no morning skate and probably not, no, no nap. So just wake up, get, a, get some food, get ready for the game. Alexander Barkov, Panthers captain right there. Panthers and the Kings today, 4 o'clock Eastern. You don't want to miss this one. But Alexander Barkov, his first career 30-goal season, so he's building on that. He has 78 points right now. That ties his career high, so his next point will be a new career high. And uh, he's just been uh, on, a, on a huge point pace lately for the Panthers so he'll continue his uh, he'll continue his big season today when the Panthers meet the Kings front end of a Southern California back-to-back -back set the Panthers have won three straight games and Sam Montembeau's a big reason for it the young Panthers goaltender's been in net for all three of these wins here is Sam Montembeau on starting this four-game road trip with the victory against San Jose and it was his first career road start in the National Hockey League it feels good uh there's a great game I think we played very well uh we built our game like as long as the game went on. We just we were better and better. Uh, PK was also great for us. And today we got two big two big kills there, so it was really good. Um, just three in a row. You guys have won. Can you sense a, a confidence about the group right now? Just what's the feeling right now? Yeah, we're we're playing very well. We got a contribution from everybody, and every night everybody's showing up to work. So it's it's been good. And, uh, and offensively too, we have we have a lot of chance, and uh, we were able to bear down on these chances and. Uh, yeah, everybody's playing well, we just got to keep it rolling. And you talk about keeping it rolling to get this road trip started with a with a win here. Just how big is it, not only against the team that you that you were able to beat, but to, to start off a long road trip with a victory? It's, it's obviously big for us. Like We knew yeah, they were really good at home, too. I think they were like 12-1-1 in their last 14, something like that. So it was a huge win for us, and especially now we're trying to make a push for it to make, make it into the playoffs. So it was big for us, and we just got to keep it going. And, uh, L.A. and I'm in Dallas for the rest of the trip. And you look at this game against uh, against L.A. just in terms of preparing for a, a one o'clock game, an afternoon game. Anything different you do in terms of getting ready for an early game? Yeah, it's it's obviously different. Usually when we're at seven, seven thirty, we always have a morning skate in the morning, so it's different. But uh, you just gotta like, get your ice and have a good breakfast, good meal, and then just uh, be ready to come to work. Panthers young goaltender Sam Montembeau right there. He is working on an individual three-game win streak as well so Sam Montembeau great to hear from him he's been uh, been doing a great job back there in the Nets for the Panthers his first NHL road start his first NHL road victory that game against San Jose back on Thursday so uh, again can't say enough good things about what he's been able to do lately 3-0-1 his first four NHL games and uh, the Panthers of course getting set to take on the LA Kings coming up this afternoon it's going to be a four o'clock eastern time start you don't want to miss that one and uh, that's what coming up today for Eastern today Panthers in LA will hit the air for Panthers preview at 3:30 across the radio network and then the Panthers will be in Anaheim tomorrow night 9 Eastern 8:30 pregame on the radio network you can always catch the action on Fox Sports Florida as well so lots of different ways to take in the uh, Panthers action coming up on this road trip 
8.30 Eastern on Tuesday. Panthers visit the Dallas Stars. Then it's back to the BB&T Center for Thursday's game at 7 against the Arizona Coyotes. So that's what lies ahead for the Panthers. 954-835-PocFloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com for tickets. And folks, you can grab your family, grab your friends, and enjoy all the action the Panthers have to offer with the Salins Red Hot Value Pack. Starting at just $27, you'll receive a ticket and a parking pass in addition to a hot dog, beverage, and popcorn to a game. Tickets may be purchased in increments from 2 to 8. For more information, go to floridapanthers.com. So the Panthers and the Kings coming up at 4 Eastern today. And Chris, we've got lots more to cover here in this hour. Yes, we do indeed. We have coming up an interview that you guys did, you, Doug Plagans, and Jamison Olive, floridapanthers.com with Frank Vetrano. Then at the end of the hour, we'll be talking to Jamison Olive on the phone. But coming up next, you hear from Florida Panthers forward Frank Vetrano on the Florida Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. It'll be Thursday's game against Arizona, 7 o'clock start time at the BB&T Center, 954-835-PUCK, floridapanthers.com, ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. But if you haven't checked out the Territory Talk podcast, do it every week with Jamison Olive from Florida floridapanthers.com floridapanthers.com slash territory talk itunes google play soundcloud spotify wherever you catch your favorite podcast you can find territory talk and this week we caught up with frank vetrano and it was actually the one year anniversary of the start of territory talk and it was just over one year since the panthers acquired Frank Vetrano and again he's been a huge addition to this Panthers team this year has himself 22 goals 21 of those coming at even strength that total leads the Panthers his 21 even strength goals but the first thing we asked him and this is a cut from the most recent Territory Talk podcast you want to hear the whole thing you can go to floridapanthers.com slash territory talk but first thing I asked Frank Vetrano is how it's felt to be a Panther Oh, it's been awesome. Um, I felt comfortable ever since I uh, I came here. As like you said, it's been a year anniversary, and you know it's it's gone by fast. Uh, obviously, just signed an extension here. It was a place I wanted to be. I wanted to be ever since I came here. So I want to be part of the future and be a big part of this team. But you know, the guys, the management, the coaching staff, everything here has been been exactly what I, I wanted in the team, and it, it's been it's been a great transition so far. And you look back at your, your time in Boston, kind of everything leading up to this, you're one of those guys that always thought, you know, if I get that opportunity, I know I can make something of it. And, I mean, this is a tough league to play in. A lot of guys, you know, just don't make it. A lot of guys have that thought. They get that chance, and it doesn't work out, or they never get that chance. Just how good does it feel that you got that chance and kind of did what you want to do? You made the most of it, and here you are, like you said, three-year extension. Yeah, it's a, I think all the NHL is obviously about how hard you work and all about the – you know, if you get a good opportunity, you got to brace right away. And I, I got some of opportunity in Boston, and you know, coming to Florida, I got, I kind of got an opportunity right away, and it was something that I just needed to grab a hold of and kind of take it, take it as it goes. And I feel like this year, uh, you know, uh, I, I took advantage of my opportunities. And I obviously granted to be playing with some great guys and guys that make the game a lot easier maybe being a shooter just trying to get open and trying to get them the puck as much as possible so you know just playing with those guys has made it a lot easier on me and it's been a great transition and uh, I'm happy to be here. We talked about it the the day that it was announced a little bit but to be able to not only get the, the three-year extension but to also get that trust from, from management and see yourself as a part of this core that's been assembled here that uh, has a, a ton of potential I mean just, just to be a part of that group and, and to get that trust what's that mean for you? 
Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's obviously a great feeling, um, knowing that uh, they want me to be a big part of the future and you know be part of that group uh, going forward. You know, I think we have all the right pieces in the room. You know, obviously going to probably add a little bit more once the end of the season comes and and whatnot. But I think we have everything here in place, and we have we have a great future, like we always we've been saying for the past couple of years since I've been since I've been here. So I think we just need to you know obviously take care taking. You know, take importance into playing on a playing great every single night. And I think sometimes we've taken some nights off and whatnot, but um, you know, we just need to make sure we're staying on track. Since you got the opportunity here, and over the course of last year, have you noticed any way, or have you felt any way, maybe that you've evolved your game a little bit, or have you just kind of gone with, uh, you know, just just played your game, played your style, stuck to it, and, and it paid off for you? Yeah, just kind of play my style and add a little bit more pieces to it. Uh, you know, if you're not a superstar in this league, you're not going to score every single night. Uh, you need to do things that are keeping you in the lineup and making sure you're impactful every single night. So for me, if I'm not scoring goals, I make sure I'm moving my feet and being physical and being heavy on four checks and, and whatnot, whether it's playing good defensively on my walls or blocking shots. You just got to do something that basically be noticeable and to help your team win every single night. And you talk about your, your journey. Like you said, you were up and down with Boston for a bit before you came here to Florida and got this opportunity. You had a great seasons in the minor leagues you were one of the leading scorers that, that one season is that kind of a double-edged sword is that frustrating to be the leading scorer in the minor leagues knowing that like you're killing it here you're so close but you just need to like, get over that hump and get to the nhl yeah i think the biggest thing is hockey has a lot of ups and downs and you just got to stay positive you know i was i was down in the minors i wasn't down there for too long but you know there's a time where i was i was, I was uh, successful and you know sometimes you don't get the call right away so for me it was just you know, the call is eventually going to come and you just got to keep doing the things you're doing every you can't get down on yourself just because you're not playing the nhl you know you're you're still playing the, the game you love and you're getting paid to do it so you got to come to work every single day no matter where you are if you're out of lineup in the lineup or you're in the ahl you just got to you have the same attitude no and matter so, where you are. So many guys, they they're, when they're 17, 18, they get drafted, and they're, they're put on a path. They For the next, you know, five, six years, they see where they're going. They know where they're going. But for you, undrafted, what was that kind of path, and kind of how did you forge your own way to get to the NHL? Yeah, I think the biggest thing to be undrafted, you just got to prove yourself. You know, if you're a first-rounder or second-rounder, you still got to prove yourself at the next level. And, you know, for me, it was a little bit different path, you know, being in two colleges, not playing for a little bit, and then, you know, getting the opportunity in Boston – you know, being undrafted, obviously, you know, they have draft picks coming every year. So for me, it was making sure that I was, I had a good start to my season and kind of made an impact right away. So, you know, I was like, I was in Providence and I got put in a position. I was on the power play and I was on the first line. So, you know, you got to kind of get, like I said before, you got to take advantage of your opportunities when you get them. And I think I did a good job at that when I was down there. When you were, when you were a kid, was there, a, I guess, a time where it kind of clicked in your mind that this, this, you know, hockey was something you wanted to really make a run at? How old were you when, when you had those thoughts? Ever since I, I think I, started playing hockey when I was you know three or four years I think I was on a team by I was three and a half so you know I always loved hockey growing up and you always you know you say as your kid you're growing up oh, I'm gonna play in the NHL but not many of those dreams come true and you know as you get to higher levels you and you keep doing well you kind of think to yourself well maybe I can make this a profession and you know every level I went to I I did well and you know I got the chance to play for the U.S. national team which is every uh, every kid's dream growing up and you know, I committed to school when I was 16 years old, so I obviously knew that there might have been opportunity there for me to to play at the next level. Then my draft year came around; I wasn't drafted, so you kind of think, "Oh, well, you know, am I, am I going to make it to the next level?" And you kind of have that little doubt in your mind. But for me, it was just making, just knowing that I can play at that next level, and then making sure I was staying positive and doing the little things to get me there. 
Frank Vetrano of the Panthers right there. He was our guest on the most recent episode of Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Panthers. And you can catch new episodes of Territory Talk every Wednesday. And we talked to Frank Vetrano for pretty close to 20 minutes there. That was just a part of the conversation. You want to hear the whole thing, floridapanthers.com slash territory talk. You can go find it there. And, uh, of course, the Panthers going into game two of this Four-game road trip, they'll take on the L.A. Kings today, 4 o'clock Eastern, tomorrow night, 9 Eastern down in Anaheim, and then on Tuesday at 8.30 Eastern, the Panthers wrap up this road trip against the Dallas Stars. It's back to the BB&T Center, 7 o'clock Thursday against Arizona, 7 o'clock Saturday against Boston, 954-835-PocFloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com for tickets. You can come out to a Panthers game for a new taste to the BB&T Center. Enjoy three new culinary experiences at concession stands, including a brunch stand where you can get candied bacon on a stick, among other things. A classic chicken stand in Section 105 and a taco stand located Section 129 and 307. For more information, floridapanthers.com slash concessions is where to go. We will talk about uh, today's game and more coming up in the next segment, Chris. Yes, indeed, Doug. You just heard from Frank Vertrano. Coming up next, you'll hear your co-host on that interview, Jameson Olive, coverage Panthers, floridapanthers.com, talking about today's game and all the major talking points with the Florida Panthers at the moment. Next in the Florida Panthers. There's Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. We're joining in here in the Florida Panthers Radio Network studios alongside Doug Plagans, the radio voice of the Florida Panthers, looking back on the week that was and looking ahead to the week that will be for your Florida Panthers. It was a profitable week for the Panthers this week, winning on Sunday at BB&T Center against Detroit by six goals to one. And then Thursday night, a fantastic away victory against the San Jose Sharks by four goals to two. And now a far busier week, just two games in the last week. Today, Panthers taking on the L.A. Kings tomorrow night at Anaheim, Tuesday night in Dallas, Thursday night back home against the Arizona Coyotes as we enter the stretch run here of this NHL season. And Doug Plagans, a lot to get to here with Jamison Olive of FloridaPanthers.com. We will talk to Jamison here shortly. A reminder, folks, the Panthers have announced the first ever launch of two girls' learn-to-play sessions starting in May. Girls ages 5 to 9 will have the opportunity to learn to play hockey for just $175. All participants receive a free full set of ice hockey gear with their six weeks of on-ice training. Go to floridapanthers.com slash learn-to-play for more information and how to sign up. You mentioned there, Chris, Panthers returning home after this road trip for a pair of games Thursday at 7 against Arizona and Saturday at 7 against Boston, 954-835-PUCK, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com. But today, Chris, the Panthers will look to extend their win streak to four games, and they'll also look for a two-game season sweep of the L.A. Kings. Yes, they will. And joining us right now to discuss it all is Jamison Olive of FloridaPanthers.com. Find him on Twitter at Jamison Coop and read the coverage at FloridaPanthers.com. Jamison, how are you doing, sir? Good morning, guys. How's it going? Good morning. So uh, I want to start with uh, this road trip that gets off to a great start in San Jose. But I want to focus on one player with you here just for a moment, and that's the goaltender, Sam Montembeau, uh, who's come in, won three consecutive games in goal for the Florida Panthers, a young player. What have you made of him since he's come into the team? And do you think this is a player that is uh, part of the future for the Florida Panthers, that goaltender position? I mean, I think he's absolutely part of the future. I mean, when Bob Bugner even said as much a couple of games ago is, you know, whether he, whether it comes this season, next season, wherever it comes, he's a guy that they've really pinpointed and targeted as, you know, a guy they've been grooming for a while now. He was a third-round pick back in 2015, and uh, he's kind of been that guy ever since then. The heir apparent in net, really. But 
you look at the stretch here, I mean, he's been absolutely fantastic in these last three games. I mean, he stopped 70 of 75 shots. That's a 9.33 save percentage, which is just actually absolutely incredible, especially for a rookie goaltender that's, you know, facing competition like the San Jose Sharks the other night. And uh, in that game, I think you really saw what the most impressive aspect of his game is. I mean, he comes in, he goes down, he gives up a rough goal early, goes down 2-1 in the first period, and then just absolutely shuts the door, stops the next 20 shots and wins 4-2. And for a goalie to have that kind of composure, to not get rattled, especially in a barn like the Sap Center, one of the toughest places to play in the NHL against a team that you know had the most home wins in the Western Conference, San Jose Sharks, I think that's what's something you really can't teach, and I think that's kind of his, one of his most impressive weapons. And obviously you look at the actual you know physical tools. I mean, he's so agile. He's so quick out there. He gets from post to post so quickly. So the physical tools are there, but the mental tools for a goaltender can sometimes be the toughest things to achieve. And right now it looks like you've got all those tools. And Jamison, looking back at that last game against San Jose, the Panthers were able to get the game tied up in the uh, in the first period on a, a big goal from Jamie McGinn, and he scored in back-to-back games. And just uh, since coming back into this Panthers lineup, missed such a big chunk of the the uh, season coming off uh, coming off a of surgery. But uh, Jamie McGinn, talking about his play, what have you liked the most from him? He's he's just done a good job of playing that style of game that he plays, and that's getting to those tough areas. And uh, he got rewarded for it with. The a goal for a second straight game last time out. Yeah, and that's something Bob Bugner said the team, you know, had, it wasn't doing enough of earlier in the season. They didn't have that big body in front uh, uh, like Jamie McGinn. He's been, just so, like you said, so great since he's come back. I believe that's seven points in 11 games. And you see on all the goals he gets, he's not you know, sniping a ton of shots. I think he had one of those ago, a while ago. But, you know, aside from that, uh, he just, you know, parks himself right there at the top of the crease and just goes in and gets the dirty goals, gets the rebound goals, gets the redirection, things like that completely screens goalies, blocks out their eyes. So even when he's not scoring, he's helped other guys score by with, with those goaltender screens. So he, he really does a little bit of everything, and not just that. I mean, in the locker room, I think he was missed as well this beginning of the season. He's a, he's a loved guy in that room. He's a veteran. Uh, he's been around the block, and he, he's a guy that you know other guys in that room listen to. So he's just been a huge asset since he comes since he's come back. And uh, look at the second unit power play as well. You know, Barkov is the net front presence on the first unit, but the second unit's also been scoring some goals lately. And Jamie McGinn's been a big part of that, being the net front presence on the second unit. So whether it's you know at five on five or with the man advantage, he's contributing uh, in a lot of different areas right now. And you mentioned Alexander Barkov. He's one of the best players in the world. But the level of dominance that he's displayed lately, what can you say about this, uh, especially just the way that he's been getting on the score sheet? Seems like he's getting multi-point games every night lately. Yeah, I know. I mean, you say I mentioned there. It's impossible not to mention Alexander Barkov when you talk about the Florida Panthers. I mean, dating back to February 17th, he leads the NHL with 11 goals and 25 points. So he's a guy that we know could put up these points, but now he's starting to put up points at a rate better than you know guys like Connor McDavid, guys like Sidney Crosby. He's suddenly kind of showing off this you know wealth of offense that we didn't know maybe was there and existed. So like I said, he's been absolutely tearing it up. And uh, uh, you, you look at kind of now here we are, 12 games left in the season, and you know a lot of guys like him, like Huberto, are approaching these milestones now and starting to get rewarded with these great individual seasons they had and Barkov you know right now 78 points two more he becomes just the third Panther to ever reach 80 points of that season joining you know the Hall of Famer Pablo Burry and Ole Jokinen you know franchise legend so he's starting to you know approach that rarefied air and let's not forget he's just 23 years old so this this great season he's having now isn't you know a flash in the pan this is the start of a bunch of great seasons he's going to have and like I said I think I said it a couple days ago to you Doug I, I would not be surprised now if you see Barkov you know knock out on the door at 90 points this season and beyond. So this is a guy that, you know, an all-world talent on defense, one of the best two-way players in the game, uh, you know, probably has a Selkie trophy uh, coming down the line in his future. A Lady Bing finalist, I'm predicting this season. But a guy that not only has the defense, but can suddenly now be that offensive guy and lead your offense every night. 
And what have you liked the most from the Panthers' power play going into this game against L.A. today? Five straight games with a power play goal for the Panthers, including what ended up being the eventual game winner last game in San Jose. It's what they've done all season. I mean, the reason the Panthers have been successful on the power play is obviously the, the individual weapons. Mike Hoffman, you know, you saw the other night, just had that absolute blast. He's been a huge asset. Keith Yandel, one of the top power play men in the NHL, has been incredible. Barkov, Huberto, you go, the list goes on and on. Aaron Ekblad's so potted a ton of goals for the power play, but it's not so much the individuals and it's how they work the system and how those individuals thrive within the system. And that's just, they're so good at getting in the zone. And once they get in the zone, it seems like they hold the zone for, you know, over a minute every time. They're always just, you know, throwing pucks on net, looking for that good shot. And then if they miss it, they immediately cycle it back up to you know whoever's out there. Usually, usually it's Keith Yandel. So uh, they don't waste opportunities, and they just hold the zone for so long that where you know opposing penalty kills down, and eventually gets to the point where they do score. And uh, like I said, when you talk about the individuals, every guy on, on on these units can put the puck in the back of the net. Whether it's you know like I said, Keith Yandel right now has nine goals, which is you know a lot for him. He's he's been shooting a lot more this season. But you go to the second unit, you see guys you know like Frank Vitrano, like Dean McGinn. Those guys also put the puck in the back of the net. So. It's just it's an overwhelming power play from both units, and it's only you know uh, Mike Hoffman said the other night when the Sharks kept throwing them on the power play, he's like you know if you give us this us this many opportunities, we're going to score eventually. We're that good. So for the Panthers, that's been kind of the case all season. And last one, Jamison, before we let you get out of here, we have a back-to-back coming up here for the Florida Panthers uh, in Southern California. You have the L.A. Kings this afternoon in Anaheim tomorrow night. Uh, This is an opportunity for the Florida Panthers. Obviously, every game is massive if they're going to make a playoff run here, but obviously two games against two teams, bottom of the Western Conference, even if they're on the road, these are still huge opportunities for the Florida Panthers here. Yeah, I mean, no, there's no easy games in the NHL. Nothing's given. But when you look on paper, you look at the schedule, you look at, you know, where the Kings are, where the Ducks are. These are two games the Panthers, you know, should win. And that, that, that's a difficult word because you kind of look back to last season, the Panthers, uh, when they went on a run last season, they were dominating some of the best teams in the league. But then they dropped games to, you know, the, the Ottawa Senators, the Edmonton Oilers. And that's been, you know, the case of it this season. We saw them lose to Ottawa a, a couple games ago here. Um, and so for the Panthers, you know, they, they're so good at playing up to their opponents, like we saw against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, they just got to do better against these, these these kind of you know cellar dwellers in the league that always you know seem to have so much desperation you know playing a lot of young guys things like that. So uh, regardless of where you know the records stand and how these teams look, you know it's still a, it's still a tough game. It's still going to be a difficult game to win. And uh, but uh, you go back to you know February 23rd, the Panthers beat the Kings 6-1 and BB at BB&T Center looked absolutely fantastic. Uh, the Kings you know two ten and four in the last 16 games. So. Uh, this is a game the Panthers, like I said, should win, you know, especially with, you know, Alexander Barkov, Alexander Kopitar. That's going to be the matchup to watch at center. It's going to be so exciting, obviously. Barkov, compared to, you know, Kopitar throughout his career thus far, as, you know, just for being that guy, that two-way presence with the offensive upside. But uh, like you said, on paper, Panthers should win this game tonight, should also win that game in Anaheim tomorrow. And if you, if you pocket those two games and get a little bit of help in the standings, suddenly the Panthers, you know, things look a little bit different. I know we've been talking, you know, it's been you know a really difficult stretch here, but, you know, maybe – if they win those games, maybe if they get some help, you know, suddenly that playoff picture starts to open up a little bit again uh, and should make for an exciting final week, few weeks of the season. And that is Jamison Olive of FloridaPanthers.com. Appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. All right, that is Jamison Olive joining us here again. Check him out on Twitter at JamisonCoop, FloridaPanthers.com. For the covers, not just about to do it for this edition of the Florida Panthers Insider Show. Again, back-to-back L.A. Kings, Anaheim Ducks. Hear all the action right here across Florida Panthers Radio Network. Thanks to Doug Plagans. Thanks to Manny Chang. This has been the Florida Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network.